and welcome Hoosier fans to another exciting and gritty and victorious episode of Doing the Work, the post-game show today, as your number five, number six ranked Hoosiers ended up beating Purdue in overtime on the road at Mackey, 73 to 68. And that moves our Indiana women now to 14 and two overall on the season with six and oh, in Big Ten, still undefeated and on top of on top of the conference. I'm your host, Kathy Amos, along here with my co-host, Jeff Marlowe, and we will break it all down for you on this edition of Doing the Work, the new show on the Back Home Network that's dedicated to covering IU women's basketball. So we'll start this show the way we start every show, and that's with our banner moment. And for me, I have to go back to that fourth quarter, of course. It was very exciting. It's 321 left in the game. We're down by eight, and Indiana goes on a 13-2 run. And with 17 seconds left in the game, Grace pulls up for that jumper um, that's just patented, I think, from her. If not, she needs to put a patent out and goes up one with 17.2 seconds to go. And um, this was after Allie, who had been struggling all day, had made a great um, three-point shot to take us within one um, to begin with. So those are my two banner moments. And this was just an exciting game where Indiana and Purdue really battled it out and gritty with Indiana really being down two of their starters that averages close to around 30 points per game and really just people stepped up. Um, so um, for me, that was that was my banner moment. And as always, our banner moment today is brought to you by our friends, friends over at Homefield Apparel. They're now in their fifth season of sponsoring the Simply Call, and this is their first season as the presenting sponsor for the Back Home Network. And did you know that among Homefield's large collection of vintage IU apparel is actually a shirt commemorating one of the most successful seasons in our women's basketball history program? It's true. Um, when you go to the IU collections, you'll find a t-shirt commemorating our 1983 women's season when we won the Big Ten title, and that was the first year our women's program made the NCAA tournament. Given what the women's team is now doing under Terry Morin, it might be time for you to take a look at that t-shirt. Um, I have one, and I absolutely love it, and uh, keeps keeps uh, showing our support for our home-filled friends. So no matter what you buy, you know it'll be comfortable, and the colors will last through many washings. Plus, you'll be supporting that Indiana-based company that came up through Kelly's school. So what could be better to that? So go to homefieldapparel.com, and you can actually use our our um, promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code HOME for 15% off. So remember, again, go to homefieldapparel.com and wear one for the team. Okay, it's time now to move the ball, find our open player, and get some opening thoughts. And I'm going to kick it over to, to Coach here for Coach's Corner. So, Jeff, what do you got on your mind for your opening thoughts today? Uh, two things, actually, Kathy. One, I, I just want to talk about the a little bit of just how much grit. It would have been easy when it was down to eight, down eight with 321, two starters down, hadn't played well for them just to say, you know, tough game on the road. We played hard, but we just couldn't get over them. And, and they didn't do that. They, they, they dug in, showed you what a veteran team they are, that even without two of their best players, that they could find a way to still get points on the board. And as you mentioned, that three by Allie may have been the biggest shot just because it, it, it allowed you to get back into a basically a one possession game. Even if we foul, it still was going to stay a one possession game. But I'm going to point out also a moment here for me uh, was Grace Wagner getting a steal with roughly 15 seconds to go that really created that opportunity 
to get the lead late because her steal it took we didn't have to foul and 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 try and then give them an opportunity for easy points at the line so grace's steal to me was a huge moment in the game because it really altered the way you played the last 14 15 seconds of the game yeah, I mean, we just really there's lots of lots of moments in that last 321 we could pick from, right? Um, those are all great moments. So maybe we just take our our banner moment, and it's the last 321 of of uh, regulation to to get us yeah. to overtime. <laughs> yeah, and, and and I just say you know, and and I know we got other things we'll talk about, but I just it, it just showed the grit of the kids, and especially when a lot of them were playing. We had four kids, I believe, over 40 minutes so, yeah. in an overtime game. Yeah, we did. We did. So, all right. Well, as we continue our breakdown of our Indiana women's win over Purdue, we will point out today's meaningful moments that you might have missed. And then we'll go inside the numbers to highlight the most meaningful and important statistical notes from the game. You are listening to Doing the Work post game show. Again, I'm Kathy Amos here with my co host, Jeff Marlowe, and we are breaking down Indiana's win over Purdue. So it's time for meaningful moments that you might have missed. And Jeff, I'll, I'll go ahead and kick it over to you. Get us started with a, a moment you want to talk about. Well, maybe I already kind of previewed it a little bit with Grace's steal, uh, or excuse me, with, uh, yeah, with Grace Wagner's steal and, and such. But I want to go back kind of to the beginning of the overtime. We came out, uh, Purdue had the first possession. We held them on that first possession. And then Lexa hits a three. And I thought that just kind of set the tone. You'd, you'd been playing from behind for so long. And then Alexa hits that three. We get a stop defensively. And then Allie Patberg hits that second, hits that three, rolls her ankle and kind of and has to come out of the game a little bit. But those two, the, the especially Lexus three, it just really changes the momentum and the mindset of how you've been. You've been playing catch up for so long. You've been kind of playing desperate. And now you still want to feel that way a little bit. But now they are the one that are behind. And they I think they feel that in, you know, and, and they took some threes. Not thanks to us, you know, thanks. We'll take it. They took a couple threes. I thought they rushed a little bit, but it all because I think they felt like they should have got a win and and we got it tied. And then Lex hits that three. Next thing you know, we're winning. Allie hits a three, we're up six. And really from that point on, we were in control of the overtime. Yeah, Jeff, that was that was absolutely a great one. Um I'm going to talk about one, I think, from the third quarter um, pretty pretty early on. So we had Chloe Moore McNeil come out in that third quarter after halftime and start us off with the two. And 8.04, um, you know, Grace was um, be a little quieter than we would have hoped for in the first half, but she came through and she was getting double teamed down low and she really fought through that and ended up getting a two-point basket. Probably was fouled on it, um, but um, we could talk about the fouls and the, the refereeing forever bit. I think we'll ignore them. But then we went back down to the other end, played some gritty defense, defense got the ball back. And then again, Chloe Moore McNeil coming up big with a three on the other end for us. And again, I think it just showed how it was kind of a contrast to, to Habs on who showed up for this team in that first half. And I'm sure we'll talk about it as we continue breaking this down. But that first half, you really had Alexa that was was leading the team, right? She had team high 12 points. And then in the second half, it transitioned to Grace. And I thought Chloe came up really big, especially in that third quarter. And to me, that was a a, a a moment in that third quarter that really highlights how Grace and Chloe really came out to battle after the halftime. 
Yeah, and you mentioned Alexa. I'm going to go back to the beginning of the second quarter, as you mentioned. Alexa, really, we 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 were keeping it tight, but we didn't play very well in the first quarter. I didn't feel like, and I think you know, just kind of just could tell we we're trying to find our way a little bit with being down Mac and and Nikki. But uh, starting that second quarter, Alexa has has uh, a field goal. Uh, a three-point field goal, and then two more field goals. And again, all that's kind of combined with Purdue scoring there. But if Alexa isn't scoring there, she rattles off, if I'm doing my math right, nine points on her own in that run for you know, in the, about the first four minutes of the second quarter. It could have got away from us pretty quickly. And I so I, I thought that was a very meaningful moment when Lex stepped up um, in that second quarter. Yeah, I, I agree. Um all right, it, I'll go back again to the first half here. Um, and really, I want to talk about Kander Brown a little bit again because she's come up huge in these last two games, I, I think, from for the team. She's really filling in. Obviously, she's got huge shoes to fill with Matthew now, and nor would we expect her to have that kind of production. But I think she's coming up very nicely for the team. And a nice moment I thought from her was in that first quarter with about 4.45 to go, where she got the ball down low on the post, and she faked inside um, to the lane, turned back around, and went up for an and one, um, made the shot, and made her free throw. And it, it really it put us down at the time. We were down, I think, um, we were down 4-9 to nine in that, um, put us mm. back 7-9 to nine and brought the game a little closer there again, which was kind of a indicative of the whole game, where when we needed it, we had people really stepping up and making good plays. And for me, again, Keandra filling in shoes that, you know, she probably never expected to fill in um, if, a week ago, obviously. And I thought that was a nice, um, nice moment for her. How about and, you? What else do you have? Well, I'll also kind of go back to the third quarter as well, kind of um, right after the moment you were talking about. Um, Grace and Lex both had hit, field, hit a couple of field goals, and we were up by four. And I felt like that was a chance for us to maybe make a push. But you could just, again, part of it, we didn't play our best. And I'm sure we're going to talk about this a little bit as well and, and some of the, the stats when we get there. But it was not a typical Allie Patberg game in terms of, of the way she plays on the floor in terms of scoring. Now, she made big shots late, but at one point, she was, well, I think before she hit that three, she was two for 14 uh, for the game. So we couldn't, we really couldn't get enough. And that's one of the few times I think that we really kind of put until the end that we put possessions back to back where we could score, stop, score and, and, and kind of make a little push, but we couldn't. And then Purdue ends up getting a tied 41 all at the end of the third quarter. And then it's just, now you're in a dogfight on the, in, on the road against a, an arrival. You're, you know, everything seems to be going against you. And so I just, I, I just thought that was a big moment there where we had a chance to maybe put it out, push it out a little bit and couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, yeah, maybe on the flip side, we'll talk, you know, we didn't have, it wasn't the prettiest games from Allie. And I thought, um, as you mentioned, she did come up big for us the end, but she didn't even score until 55 seconds left in the first half. And mm -hmm. I think that was very indicative of how her game was today. It just, she couldn't quite get there. Her focus seemed maybe to be a little lacking. She made some, you know, lax days, the gold passes. And then she had some great plays. And I think an example of maybe what we saw from Allie is in the third quarter, with about 2.11 to go, she had a fantastic block down on the defensive end. They're going down for a fast break, and then she throws the ball away. And that is kind of how we felt from what we felt, what I felt we saw from um, from Allie today. So Allie ended up with a 10 points for us, which most of those were, again, clutch at the ends. Um, 
She did have four assists, but she still had three turnovers as well. And so it was this, I think, dichotomy for Allie where um, she was really struggling. I felt she was really pressing in the, especially the first three quarters to really try to get something going that wasn't quite there for her today. But um, well, what else do you have um, for moments for us? Well, I think it's also, we talked a little bit about this uh, on Thursday with McKenzie missing the first game she missed here. But with Nikki being out, it, I thought I felt like it really affected some of the other kids a little bit more because now everybody kind of had to slide over into a different spot. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe Allie, who has really, I think, benefited this year from Nikki handling the ball primarily and giving Allie a rest from doing that and allowing her to focus on her offensive game a little bit more. Whereas today, Nikki was out. Allie had to be kind of the primary ball handler. And again, until she got injured, I don't think she had set out of the game uh, at all. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I, I know they're all tired. I, I know that. I I get that. We, we'll talk a little bit more about this probably <laughs> at the end when we talk about lingering storylines. Right. But um, I, I just, you know, it just seemed like you, you could just tell that, that it took them a while, maybe even the full game or at least till about the four-minute mark, three excuse me, the three-minute mark of the fourth quarter where – they just never, you know, and then just got desperate, but they just never quite felt comfortable kind of where they kind of were in their roles today. And I think that just speaks a little bit to me. That's a meaningful storyline. Just kind of shows you how important Nikki has become to this group. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I, again, yeah, we'll talk about in the lingering storylines, but I think hopefully we'll get Nikki back here in the mm -hmm. next five days or so. So, um, any other meaningful moments that you want to point out right now? No, I just, other than just, like I said, I, pin, I kind of previewed it already, but, you know, to me, that game really hinged on Grace Wagner's steal and, and yeah. the hustle she showed to track that down and, and, and get us a possession there where instead of having to foul. Yeah, absolutely. And again, and put into a situation where probably she wasn't expecting to. Grace um, did end up playing 13 minutes, but I think that was when she really came in for Allie after Allie um, turned her ankle. So I'm sure she was not expecting to be in in that situation, but she stepped up big. It was great. Actually, that's where they put her in for defense because they wanted to go okay. a little quicker because they took Keandra out because we were down a point still that's at that right. point. But but yeah, if, and give Grace credit. I don't know how many times she's played 13 minutes in a game this year, but yeah. she was ready. She was. She was. So um, I think that that hits most of the big moments for me. Any me last ones? Okay. All right. Well, next, it's time to go inside the numbers. And um, you're listening to the post-game show, and you can catch us following immediately after most IU women's um, basketball games. And you can find us at assemblycall.com. Um, and also make sure that uh, you sign up for a free IU Hoops newsletter. We're over 9,000 people are subscribed and close to 10,000 now. So you can join free today at join.assemblycall.com. Again, that's joinassemblycall.com. Okay. Um, Jeff, do you want to start us off with some of the statistical numbers you want to point out? Well, um, I guess I'll start with some team numbers here. And I know Mac wasn't playing, but we got outscored 38 to 20 in the paint. Mm -hmm. And and a lot of that came off a dribble drive. And that's something that I'm, th I'm sure Coach Morin will be looking at on the film tonight and tomorrow with the with the with the team, excuse me, with the team and, and be like, we got to be a little bit better defensive about this. The else girl really hurt us off the dribble and and, and getting to the rim. And, and I just think that uh, that's it wasn't like produced post players were putting up 38 points on us. A lot right. of that was their guards who were driving. And I realized Mac 
protects a little bit better than Keandra does, but our guards got to do a little better job. And again, Nikki not being in changes how you're guarding, but I, we can't allow 38 points to a Purdue team that really lacked or any team really that lacks a true post threat. Yeah, I, I agree with that, Jeff. That was the number I wrote down to that I was kind of trying to see how we would do and 38 for them and 20 for us. On the flip side of that, I think if I remember hearing correctly, Purdue actually relies a lot on the three-pointer and um, we really shut them down today. Now, I, they clearly were, I think, in my mind, changing their game plan with more of the drive. They still took 18 three-pointers, um, but only made three three of them for 17%. So um, con conversely, on the other side, we took 16, which again, we've talked about it's not really the bread and butter for us as our three-point shot, but 16 is, seems to be about the right number. We made six, which is at 38%. So I thought from a three-point perspective, both on the defensive side and the offensive side, we we probably held them to write about what we would want out of this game. But what are your what other thoughts do you have on that or another statistic? Yeah, and I will. I thought that's a good point. And and at one point, I remember looking at the stats. We were three for eleven for the game, so we finished up basically three for our last five. And that, obviously, that became big as we went right. down the stretch. Um, with that, if you look at Purdue's numbers overall, they were twenty three. Uh, 23 of 50, so about 46% uh, on two. So, I, Kathy, I thought overall our defense pr was pretty decent. But, again, I think you uh, part of that 40% was their guards getting into the lane and getting some layups. Um, the other number I was going to point out here was um, – uh, turnovers yeah. at one point we were really struggling with compared to Purdue with turnovers uh we finished with 11 but at one point I know it was like nine to three and so that's a lot of extra possessions but we only ended up with 11 and we ended up forcing nine and so that number and that balance gets you back into a situation where those are you've eliminated some of those extra possessions in a game that you know as we saw was going to be really tight all the way to the end yeah, I agree. The, the the interesting thing from a turnover perspective, though, and I again, I know we're missing Nikki, who's clearly one of our best defensive players, but Purdue actually averages close to 17 turnovers a game. So I was really hoping that we would have seen a few more. So part of it, it seemed like, yes, maybe they took care of the ball better, but it would have been a little bit um, to only have nine turnovers. I would have like to see a little more all ball pressure from us again. It's, it's so hard talking about it when, again, we're not, uh, right. we're missing such key pieces to our team with, with McKenzie and, and Nikki out. So turnovers to me were, were one as well. Um, and of course, again, missing McKenzie, I wanted to watch the rebounding situation. We actually won that 42 to 40, um, including um, getting nine second chance points for us, which again, not expected from a team when you're down um, a superstar like McKenzie. So those were a couple of the others. Um, the one other I'll point out, and then I'll kick it over to you before I steal them all, um, is bench points. So again, um, oh. I, was, I know I'm not watching our bench points. That wasn't my thing, but I did see that we allowed 25 bench points and most of them 18 from from more for Purdue so they did have somebody come in off their bench and really step up that um, I don't think she normally would score that much for them so that was the one on the on one other negative but what other what other numbers jump out to you well, I think I'll, I'll kind of piggyback off of you, though. We talked a little bit on the preview at the end of the last show about Moore's a kid that hasn't started a game, but she's been right around either their league score or, the, or their second league score in most of their Big Ten games. So, you know, or at least in their overall game. So this is a kid that can score off the bench. Uh, so I was not surprised by that. But I think also, as Eagle Eye pointed out in, in the chat mob and the workaholics here, 
if you take Keandra and Chloe and, and put them into their normal roles, we would have had some points off the bench. So yeah, zero's not good, but I think you also just gotta realize how short we were. And as Richie points out as well, we we're talking about maybe not as forcing as many turnovers. I think also Coach Moran probably made it real clear to them that you gotta stay out foul trouble, especially for Grace, Lex, and Allie. So maybe that took away some of their aggressiveness there. But I'm gonna go jump into some of the individuals here. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I just know that, uh, and I know we'll talk about players of the game and all that, but game balls. But, um, you know, you look at Alex. Alex comes out today. She's eight for 11, three for four from deep, and nine rebounds. So just missed a double double and had a couple assists, a block, and a steal. So, again, Alexa Golbe on a day where you're not only down Mackenzie Holmes, but you're now finding out you're going to be down Nikki, a second starter. I thought really, again, stepped up and showed just why she is so valuable for this team. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that first half in particular, she kept us. We were only down five and a half. Um, if Lexi doesn't have that first half that uh, she did, we definitely are down by a lot more going into halftime. Um, of course, I think we have to read Grace's stat line, right? Grace Berger had just a monster second half. She had 24 points total, 9 of 17 shootings, so really great there. Six of eight free throws, although missing two uh, at the end there in overtime was not the place we would want to see any missed free throws. But six of eight, still respectable. Six rebounds, six assists. Um, and only two turnovers. So I thought um, Grace's stat line across the board was exactly where we wanted to see her. And again, most of that I thought came in the second half. And boy, she just she just willed us, I think, um, and got everyone going. And again, I thought her leadership really came out today. Yeah. And I was, how about the biggest number there? 45 minutes. Yeah. For Grace. You know, 45 minutes and didn't come out of the game at all. And and and, and I probably should point out, Lex, they had officially yeah. for 44 minutes. So, you know, just a, a lot of minutes there uh, for those two, as we mentioned earlier. Also, uh, I'll point out here, uh, it kind of the two free throws that that uh, that Grace missed kind of affected the overall. But, it, you know, this was a team that we shot 13 of 18 at the line and 73 or excuse me, 72 percent. But if Grace, you know, either doesn't hit the if she doesn't miss them, let's say or now we're 15 for 18 or we don't shoot. But I'm just saying it, it, at one point, the numbers were looking a lot better and they were better than they were on Thursday against Nebraska, for sure. Yeah, for sure. You know, we average it's right around average. I think we average about 74 percent from the line. So it was just under that. So I, I'm pretty happy with that. I do want to go back to. But I just want to say real quick, I don't want you to turn your too. But again, in a game on the road like this, where, as we've mentioned, I know I'm going to sound like a broken record, but it just when you're down starters and, and, and key players, you got you, those things. You can't be 50 percent of the line. Every little point helps. Right. Absolutely. And and, you know, that was a tough environment, too. I mean, oh, yeah. great crowd. Great crowd and really loud students and some red and, and some red in there. Yes, lots of red. I think I saw on Twitter that um, we had some buses go up from Bloomington with some fans, so that was happy to to see. Um, I did want to talk a little bit back on on Alexa though. So the last game, you know, again with the shorter um, shorter bench that we had, she got herself into some foul trouble, and I was a little concerned in the first half when she got those two fouls. Um, but coach let her uh, stay out there and play through them. She ended up only sitting a minute total of the game and ended up with only those two fouls. So she got those two in the first half, and she really still. And I didn't think her defense dropped off, but she played really clean um, in terms of defense. So um, I really wanted to to point that out for Alexa. Um, I think we've talked about Allie, but do you want to talk about any more? 
individual stats on Ali or anyone else for that matter on this season? Yeah, I think we also do need to point out Chloe Moore McNeil here. Um, yeah. Chloe comes out. I don't know what her season high was, but she had 10 points. Didn't, didn't shoot it particularly well, one of seven from beyond the arc. And there were a few that I was kind of like, the, I thought she pulled the trigger a little quick on. But she hit a couple tough, big shots uh, in, in, in the fourth quarter as well. Uh, but she also had six rebounds. And she played 43 minutes, which I'm, which I know is a career high for Chloe. And I, so, but I, you know, there, I just think you, Chloe's one that just, I think as she gets more time on the floor, you're going to see her confidence grow. And I know it's been tough for the subs at times to get on the floor with this veteran group, but you know, she, she showed today that there were times that she still has to get better defensively, but I think you'll get better defensively because you're getting time on the floor. Yeah, and, and yeah, let's talk about Chloe a little bit because again, I thought there were some really great plays from Chloe. And yes, this was her first time ever, so career high, first time ever in double digits. So congratulations to Chloe on that. Um, not great three point shooting, one of seven, but I, I still, again, like I like that confidence from her. And I thought that there was actually some nice defensive moments. So a couple of places I, because I was trained to watch her defense, definitely some lapses, but things were, I feel like she's growing about six fifteen or so left in the third quarter. She was on defense and really fought through a great screen to prevent a three try from Purdue. Um, and then another player, they got it passed around to another player for Purdue who did shoot a three. And then, but Chloe went down and got that defensive rebound. It was a missed shot. And so that was a nice sequence there for Chloe, I thought as well. Um, so I, I just, in general, I thought um, she had a nice third quarter, especially, but I thought it was, it was a nice game from Chloe. And again, another, another chance for her to really grow. And, um, and, and yeah. I will say, Chloe had a couple of those threes and a couple shots that were, you know, online. Yeah. They were in and out. I mean, they just – so she easily could have hit some of those shots. The form isn't looking bad. I just think that she just wasn't hitting today. Just didn't go down today. I agree. And I, I don't think there were bad shots either. There was – and I think that's really a theme for this team. I don't think they take a whole lot of bad shots. There are definitely times – when maybe they press a little bit and take some shots. But overall, I feel really good about the shots that they take. And I thought that from Chloe today that most of those seven three-pointers that she took were actually pretty pretty good looks at it. They just didn't quite fall for right. her today. So, yeah, what else do you have for us on statistics you want to talk about? Uh, I also will point out Keandra, Keandra played uh, – 30 minutes. She probably was the one who set, you know, of the starters who's obviously set the most, but you know, she gave us what she, you know, she gave us a good presence inside. She, she finished with eight points, uh, four rebounds, uh, and, and she had a block shot. So she, she's another one that again, she just needs time on the floor. And I think you'll see, you know, you can see start things starting to happen for her. Yeah, I think she, again, like another another place where about three seconds or so left in that third quarter, and Chloe did miss one of the threes, but Keander went up big and got a nice offensive rebound um, down there, and I think she ended up maybe getting fouled on it. She was one and, of the people that got fouled. And got was, a free throw. Yes, exactly. So, again, just some nice moments for Keandra that, again, she's filling in very nicely where we really need her, um, right. and yet what she ended up with um, – uh, 43, oh, I'm sorry, 30 minutes out of Keandra. So again, you know, really going high with her. And probably a career high. Yes. Yep, for sure. And eight points out of her as well. Three offensive rebounds. So that was one we've talked about in four total. So again, um, nice stat line, I thought, overall from Keandra. I agree. Yep. 
Anything else you want to talk about with the numbers? No, I, I think those hit the keys for me. Um, you know, but I will say this: that it was fun to watch a game like this where we win, obviously. Yeah. But like you mentioned, great crowd, a rivalry game going into overtime. I, it was fun. Yes, absolutely. This is the first overtime game for these two teams together <laughs> since 2006. But this is our second overtime win again, right? So we had Maryland earlier in the year, and then now this one. So both coming up, coming up big for our. our our, our well, girls going in gritty. Yeah. And, you know, I guess I'll get back into some of the numbers a little bit real yeah. quick, just as we are talking about, but I believe this is our sixth win in a row over Purdue. Yes. Six in a row, nine in a row this season. Um, if I'm, if I'm counting right, I could be wrong. So help me, but I think it's our fifteenth. Oh I think 15th big 10 win in a row. It is. Yep. And seven road wins in the big 10 in a row. So those yep. were, you know, so again, we just kind of oh, see wow. this team. Yeah. We, yeah. We just see this team kind of continue to do some things we haven't seen. They're six and zero in the league for the first time ever since yep. five and zero was the first time. So just <laughs> seeing this team down two starters continue to do things we haven't seen from this program. Absolutely. And yeah, they're a ton of fun. And yeah, so the, I have, you have all, all the same, the 12 game road streak, by the way, for those that might've uh, not heard when we talked about the last road game, that is second in the nation, I think only behind Florida Gulf coast, if I remember. So of all the power five, we have the longest win streak on the road, which is now 12. So yeah, six, six wins against uh, Purdue now going on the book. So taking Taking that bar burner trophy was actually very appropriately named for this game today. Boy, it was it was exciting. <laughs> and for some who didn't hear us in the last game, the the neutral court games do not count as a road game. So that's why a game, some of the games like in the Bahamas uh, against Stanford, don't count as a road loss. Yep. Cool. All right. I think I was all the numbers for me too. Any other ones <laughs> pop into your brain right now? Okay. Nope. That's it for me. All right. All right. So again, everyone, I'm Kathy Amos here with our my co-host, Jeff Marlowe, and we're breaking down Indiana's overtime win against Purdue. All right, Jeff, it's now time for our game ball. So um, I will kick it over to you first. Well, I, as much as I... I, I just I really can't go anyplace else. I, I think it have, you have to go with Grace Berger here, career high twenty four points as you mentioned, um, six of eight at the line, nine of seventeen from the field. And she struggled. I think at one point she was maybe one for eight or two for eight. So she really played well as you mentioned in the second half and, and the overtime. Uh, six assists to go along with six rebounds, forty five minutes. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to go with Grace Berger just from the standpoint that she hit some big shots, obviously, down the stretch. And, and so I hate to say it's all about points, but in a, day, in a game where you really were struggling for offense, I'm going to go with Grace Berger for the game ball. Yeah, I, I am going to second that. I had Grace written down for my uh, game ball as well. So, yeah, in addition to their 24 points, she led the team in assists again. So six assists for her. So, yes, it's not all about points. And Grace definitely knows that. And she's talked about it with you on her show that, you know, sometimes that shot's just not falling for her. And she recognizes it and she moves the ball around today. Her shot started falling going nine to 17, but she still had six assists. So, yeah, overall, I think Grace definitely deserves that game ball that's a second half and overtime performance in particular. So, all right. Well, that gives Grace her second game ball. Um, that makes our totals here. Mac has three, Nicole has one, Allie two, and now Grace with two. Okay. And now it's time for our Hoosier, Hoosier Hustle Award. It's sponsored to you by our friends at Evansville Security Services. 
Uh, Evansville Security Services provides off-duty police officers to businesses and individuals throughout Indiana. So remember, prevention cannot be measured, so let Evansville Security Services help you prevent a bad outcome today. You can go to EvansvilleSecurityServices.com to learn more. Again, that website is EvansvilleSecurityServices.com. Okay, we'll move on to Who's Your Hustle Award, where um, I think I'll let you go first, Jeff. It maybe is a little little harder on this one, but I think we have a couple great options again today, as as usual with our, our women's team. Yeah, as much as I would, and I love Alexa Goldberg, as I've mentioned before on this team, she is uh, the glue of this team. She does all the little things. But I'm going to have to go because just for pure hustle, I'm going to go with Grace Wagner with her. You know, her, it just be, even though it was one steal, that really changed the entire last 15 seconds of the game and the way the game plays out. So uh, it would have been very easy for Grace to be like, oh, I was going to catch it and, get, and give up the foul. No, she saw the ball kind of up for grabs and she went after and made the play. And, and without it, we're probably not talking about a win. We're talking about a loss. So I'm going to go with Grace Wagner as – as my uh, hustle award here. Okay. Um, well, we're going to have to kick it over to the chat mob because for me, I was I was really struggling. Actually, for me, I had it down between Alexa and Chloe. Um, again, Chloe did get her hustle award and last time. Alexa had that great first half, but it seemed like we kind of went away from her in the second half. Um, but I, I am, I think I'm going to go ahead and give it to Chloe again from my perspective. I think um, Chloe just really, that third quarter in particular, she just really had some great plays that really kept us going. Um, I love seeing the growth. It's her first career double-double um, for her. And so uh, for me, I think we'll go with, uh, for me, I'm going with Chloe. So we'll see if maybe our, our uh, chat mob here can can help us <laughs> break the Come time. On, workaholics. We I see a few in here for Grace as well for Wags. Grace Wag, so we'll give the we'll give the workaholics a few seconds to try yeah. and see what they hit. All right. Because I've so, seen um, at least three for Grace. Yep. Yep. Two, three, four, one for Keandra. Yep. Great. We'll okay. give it about 15 more. Let's give it about 15 more seconds here and we'll see what happens. Whether we got enough workaholics, you know, actually <laughs> voting today. <laughs> voting today. So all right. Well, I think we'll give it to Grace Wagner then. Yeah. We got a couple of votes going along with you. So um, not making me sad on that one either. Again, I thought we had some great <laughs> options. So. And I just want I, to me, it's, you know, to me, I, I want it's kind of like if you remember back to, in that 87 season and uh, that game against LSU, um, Joe Hillman played like a minute and made a huge play in that game. And to me, that's kind of what Grace did here. I know she had 13 minutes, but that play was really a game winning play. And to me, that's why I went with Grace. Yeah, totally. Absolutely agree with that, too. So um, and that's why we love this team so much. Right. Let's yep. let's, let's talk about who our past um, who's your hustle winners are. So we have Grace Berger has two. We have one each now for Mac, Nicole, Keandra, Alexa, Chloe, and now Grace Wagner. So we've had now seven players that we've given our Hoosier Hustle Award to. And again, it shows um, not just how great our starters are and that they show up. I think it actually shows growth from our, our bench, right? We have Chloe, Keandra, and Grace Wagner, who are normally not starters coming in, and all three of them have had games where they've really stepped up big for us. So um, congratulations to, to the team. 
And and uh, kind of John points out here about a great problem to have so many choices, and I just think it really shows why this team is fourteen and two and six and zero oh in the league. You, it I know with two starters out becomes a little easier as we were talking about in text messaging, but it, when they're all healthy, they're very difficult to guard. Yeah, absolutely. So. All right. Well, that concludes our, our real hustle and uh, game ball for today. Um, any just lingering storylines specifically from this game that you want to talk about before we kind of preview in the, the next coming shows that we have? And then we'll kind of wrap it up with our lingering questions. Well, I, obviously, the lingering storyline, most of all, is we don't really know for sure how long that um, – Mac is going to be out. There were some some stories out there today that it may be a, you know could, could be a few more games, but we'll just have to kind of keep waiting and see what IU tells us about with with McKenzie's update. But obviously, you know, it's it's tough to play without a kid who was in the in the in the discussion for Big Ten Most Valuable Player. I'm not saying she was going to win it, but she was definitely in the discussion. Right. Um, and I hopefully Nikki will be back sooner. Then later, the, the the thing I saw was a self health and safety protocol. So maybe we'll have her back by Wednesday. Um, and so those those obviously are the two linger storylines. How quickly can we at least get one, if not two? You know, both starters back. Right. Absolutely. So um, I think in addition to that, now we have to add Allie to the list. Yes. But that that rolled ankle didn't look good, and she clearly wanted back in the game. <laughs> she clearly wanted back in the game. Um, so now we have Mac out. Hopefully Allie doesn't miss any time and they're all um, going to get back to Bloomington and take long ice baths and <laughs> really get some good rehab from from our um, coaching staff. Well, and, and, and you know, Kathy, whenever in the heat of the battle, you're still kind of loose. That ankle may hurt, but it hasn't stiffened up much yet. And so I do worry a little bit about that as well. I was trying not to steal any of the lingering storylines from yeah. you, too. Um, I, I would just think that that may be one ice. You're going to have to probably ice the crap out of that thing here for the next day or so. But I'd be more interested to see how she is getting around. Obviously, we're not there, but, you know, just kind of philosophically how she getting around tomorrow because after you've been off of it for a while and 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 stuff that's when it's really going to kind of get sore and and stiff whereas today you know you hear the moment the adrenaline's pumping I, i've been there you know when you, when you do yeah. it but man that next day you know it's it's like oh so hopefully Allie will be able to bounce back and and sometimes if you've sprained an ankle before yeah, it looks bad. It hurts, but sometimes you can bounce back from it a little quicker. But they'll have a tough game on Wednesday with with Michigan State. Yeah, that's for sure. And uh, yeah, Sally in the chat here. Um, we should, I guess, um, be thankful to Fox Sports today for ch deciding to put this on. Uh, yes. Um, the televised TV and not through Big Ten Plus, so a lot more fans could join us, and the production is um, <laughs> a lot better than Big Ten Plus. So good lingering storyline on a positive from Fox Sports. So. Um, let's talk quick then about, you mentioned it on our upcoming shows and our, our next opponent. So our next post-game show will be on Wednesday, January the 19th. That is um, against Michigan State. Unfortunately, um, as of now, that is on Big Ten Plus. So um, again, maybe consider you know, putting out the $10 for the next couple of months here to, to see our, our women through the end of the season. But uh, Michigan State is currently unranked. They're 8-8 eight and eight overall. Um, coming in here. Um, they're two and three in the conference. Um, they, I, I don't know if they won today or not, Jeff. I'm not sure if you saw, but they were playing Northwestern. Today. 
I haven't seen either. So um, the last time we played Michigan State was actually in the Big Ten tourney last year, which for those of you who might remember, was actually a loss that kicked us out of the Big Ten tournament. So um, it's at least at home. Um, so if you want overall history, if that's something that's of interest to people, um, we've been playing Michigan State since 1978, um, and they lead the overall series 32-47. Um, so then Nia Cloudon for their, their team is one in particular that the, they're really going to have to key in on it and watch from a Michigan State perspective. But anything you want to talk about highlighting our next um, opponent with Michigan State on Wednesday? Well, the big thing for Michigan State is Nia Cloudon. As you mentioned, she's had a game earlier this year where she went for 50. So this is a kid who can score a ton. Now, Michigan State's kind of been a, a yo-yo team, an up and downs or up and down team, a stock market team, as Dick Vitale used to say, a Dow Jones team, they're up and down. Um, but when they put it together, they they are dangerous. And right now, how healthy are we in terms of uh, Mac and Nikki and and even to a certain degree, as we just mentioned with Allie, I think Nikki being back for this game could be huge because it allows you to maybe have better guard matchups um, with that. And, and, and even if Allie were to be out, you're just going to slide Chloe probably in there. But um, I think you got to try and keep clouding out of the lane. I think that's a team are going to watch the film today, especially right now. Um, if Nikki's not playing, I think you're, that becomes the template. You're just really going to try and drive off the bounce and get to get to the lane or the rim. But um, that, to me, Cloudin is obviously she's averaging she's averaging 21 and a half. They got two other kids, Aliza Winston and Matilda Eck, who are both in double figures. So they don't have a lot of double figure scores. But Cloudin is such a scary talent in terms of how she can just all of a sudden go for a lot of points. So she'll be the real focal point defensively. But uh, it's a game, obviously, you know, without everybody is going to be a tough game. If we can get one or have, you know, Allie and Nikki back, I'd feel a little more confident about it at home. But really need students to, to turn out Wednesday night student section and, and the fans at Simon Scott Assembly Hall because this team's playing well, even without everybody. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, okay. So you are, uh, I should, sorry, I should go back here just a second, just to also highlight our assembly call. Um, we'll have a post game show tomorrow. Um, after the Nebraska game, the men go on the road to Lincoln to, um, which I'm actually now going to that game. Um, I Thank live you. about three hours from Lincoln, so I just bought some tickets. So with all that snow, you can get there. <laughs> we went out last night still too, Jeff. I mean, that's nothing for Iowa. <laughs> 14 inches 14 inches yeah we're used to it <laughs> wow. um so you're listening to the doing the work iu post game show one last reminder to all of our listeners out there please go and check out our friends at home field apparel again you can use our promo code home h-o-m-e to get 15 percent off it's only for your first order so if you haven't um please don't wait anymore this lovely hoodie that i have on is home field apparel i love it it's super comfortable um so if you haven't done that and you haven't used the code home please go out and stock up on a bunch of uh indiana apparel so okay jeff it's time for last call what what do you have for us today just, just a, a fantastic win by Terry Moore and her staff and the players to go on the road shorthanded at your biggest rival and get out of there where you didn't play well, didn't play an A game, but you, you found a way to get out, get a road win on the road in the league and maintain a, a, a perfect mark in the league at 6-0. and That to me is just, to me, that, and that's the storyline of the day, and especially when it looked like with three minutes to go, like you weren't going to. You dug in and you found a way to get out of there. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, this is this, this team does not quit, right? You're down two starters and they just don't quit. Um, we had a lot of streaks on the line and I really with th- 321 once Purdue went up by eight, I, I thought that was that was done. And it's a good thing that uh, it was just me and the team didn't think that. So it doesn't matter what I'm thinking sitting at home on my couch. It matters what those women think and they think they can win and they never quit and they didn't quit today. They haven't quit in previous games and they won't quit in future games either. Um, again, we, we have to give some, some girls and healthy and boy, um, Hopefully we we are at least back with Allie and not down Allie as well. But again, this team is really showing that it's the next woman up. And so I think that they'll fill in for us as well with Michigan State on Wednesday, um, who, by the way, I just looked it up, did beat Northwestern today, 65 to 46. So um, Michigan State coming in to Bloomington on Wednesday. All right, Jeff, any other last thoughts before we uh, close it up for today? No, Kathy, just enjoyed doing another show with you. Look forward to doing a, a, hopefully another victorious episode on Wednesday. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks again also to our, uh, um, our all of our friends out there in the chats and those who will listen later, uh, maybe not live today. Um, and if you do want to see us do the show live, you can be part of that live chat that we keep talking about. But make sure you just subscribe to the Assembly Call YouTube channel. You can do that at youtube.com slash assemblycall. And don't forget to also join our free newsletter at join.assemblycall.com. And special thanks to John Ringer of Rig Design for designing our logo. And thank you all for listening. We really do appreciate it. Um, we'll be back with hoops with you again to talk IU Women Hoops on Wednesday. And until then, keep your elbows in, your eyes on the rim, and go Hoosiers. See you, everybody. Bye-bye, everyone. Take care. So. So you guys are going to go out and drive, huh? After we did last night. Minutes. Yeah. Well, yeah that's local. You're going to Lincoln. Oh, it's all interstate. So the interstates are usually the thing they keep the best cleared over here. So, and I don't, and I don't think once we get out of central Iowa, they didn't get near as much. It was this weird band that went North South through central um, Iowa. So a lot of the snow, I think, I don't think this time for whatever reason, Nebraska didn't get like we did. How long does that take you to get to Lincoln? Um, two hours and 53 minutes, according to Google maps. So with so my, three hours. my bladders, yes, three hours. <laughs> so three hours. What high, what, what interstate is that? Um, it's I-80 goes straight oh. through there. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So 80 goes straight through Des Moines and then we can go over to Omaha and that keeps going. It's only another maybe half an hour from Omaha to, or so to, to Lincoln. So yes, I didn't know my geography one of, I was thinking Nebraska was a little farther South that you would have to, you know, yeah, no, we're pretty much in right online with them. So, okay. so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. There are a lot of tickets out there. <laughs> they were pretty cheap. We got something like 14th row, um, almost right in the middle for $30. A piece. Yeah, I hope, yeah. hope the guys play well because they Nebraska is struggling, but that's just been a place that we have not played well for the last few years. Yeah. Um, yeah. In fact, um, last, game a basketball game i've been to in person was actually when we beat nebraska in 2020 right before covid so sean and i had gone over for that game too so okay i thought maybe big 10 tournament no no i haven't um i didn't go to the big 10 tournament so that was last game we were we've been able to go to so 
looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I don't have to work tomorrow. It's a company holiday for us. And I've been, uh, I started planting the seed in Sean's head. I'm like, oh, you think you can just take a half a day? Cause you know, we don't have to leave here until about one o'clock. <laughs> and so he worked a little today and cleared up his calendar. He's like, okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, well be careful. So we yeah. can do a show on Wednesday after the women's game. Yeah. So, but I think the guys play again on Thursday. I don't know if there's going to be in like an AC radio for another couple of weeks. I think they play like Thursday, Thursday, Thursday in a row or something like that. And I thought that that's what they said too. So, Cool. Well, you still plan? You still plan on coming in February? Yep, yep. I got tickets for both the men and the women's game. I got my hotel room. We got vacation plans, so we're all set. Yeah, it was interesting actually. We had plans to come in for this weekend anyway before the Simply Call guys said it was going to be their their meetup. So it worked. It's working out really perfect for us. So, are you coming down too? Is that what you said? I'm, you I'm, I'm still kind of interested. I was kind of wait and see what the radio situation is with the girls sectional games around here, but. I'd like to come down for, I'm not going to go to the Illinois game, but I would like to come down and just hang out at the switchyard and, yeah. and hang out with with everybody. Yeah. So, so for those of you, I think there's still a few people listening out there. Um, for sure. If you guys can come in to Bloomington the first weekend in February, there's a men's game Saturday and a women's game Sunday. And I'm planning on going to both. I think a couple other people might be as well. And then after the men's game on Saturday, they're doing a big meetup at Switch Switchyard. So if you're able to join all of us um, and get to meet some new friends that, um, like Jeff and I, have never met in person, so <laughs> that'll be a lot of fun to actually meet face to face. Not virtually. I've never met any of the guys except Coach Tonsoni. You know, he and I've met before, but you know the rest of them, I haven't met those guys either. So yeah, I've I've met I've been with Coach a few times. We went to some football games together. Um, and then so a couple other folks we know, like Joel and others that were at the tailgate. So I met a couple of other, there's Tony Stuckey, who, um, he's pretty active in our community. I got to meet him at one of the tailgates. So that's been, that was a lot of fun. So. All right. Hey, I'm going to get out of here and get, watch a little football and then I'll see, I'll talk to you on Wednesday. Sounds good. All right. Well, have fun. Who's your football team? Are you a Colts fan? No, I'm a Dolphins fan, and they didn't make the playoffs either. But I'm just—I just like to watch playoff football. Yeah, my husband's a Dallas fan, so he's—we're recording the game. He's waiting for me to, to shut up, so I should probably go. <laughs> I'll talk to you Wednesday. Take care, Jeff. Take care, everyone in the chat. Bye bye. Bye bye.